What is up, Brad here with another episode of How to Win with Brad DeMint. I am here today with Steve Hopper. Steve, how you doing, brother? Awesome, Brad. Thanks for having me, man. Hey, I'm glad I could have you on the show. So, Steve, tell a little bit of my listeners about your story. Uh, you have a really interesting story. I mean, you've overcome a lot of adversity and a lot of different things in your life to where you are today. Uh, tell everybody a little bit about you. Well, Brad, I... First of all, I got to give it back to you, man. Before before I share any of my story, I got to let everybody know that you're an absolute rock star, man. I've been following you for quite some time now, and dude, you bring a lot of experience, a lot of knowledge uh, to the table, and everybody's blessed to be having you in their presence, sharing with them on a consistent, regular basis. So, hats off to you, bro. Hey, that means a lot to me, man. And you know, I'm yeah. young. I'm always learning from from every single person. I know you guys listen to this. You guys know that I always bring that up, always be learning. I learn from guys like Steve and you just, that's one of the things with me being young is I just want to, that's why I want to have guests on here as well, like Steve that share his story and share things that he's learned along the way. Cause the whole point of personal development is to really, you know, condense some of the stuff over the years into a shorter amount of time to really get that knowledge out there. So that's what I try to do. And, and that means a lot to me, Steve, that you really, uh, even follow me and you've noticed some of my content. So just want to have people on the show to drop some value. So that is why Steve is here today. Um, so Steve, talk a little yeah. bit about, uh, you know, I know you used to play football and then some stuff happened and, uh, you know, you get into, tell, tell that story to all my listeners if they don't know that, that part of your story. Sure. Absolutely, Brad. I appreciate that. I'll, I'll actually give everybody the Reader's Digest version of the story. I grew up here in Tampa, Florida, started playing football when I was about four years old. It was what I wanted to do with my life. I wasn't going to be a doctor, fireman, policeman. I was going to be a football player and had the natural talent and the skill. And through the years, uh, uh, everything that I'd hoped for and dreamed for uh, looked like it was going to become a reality. I had the bull by the horns. But Unfortunately, one night my senior year in high school, I would make a split-second decision that would literally change the course of my life forever and have a big effect on many different lives. I attended a, a party down in the South Tampa area, a keg party, a bunch of 16, 17-year-olds doing what they had absolutely no business doing at 16 and 17 years old. And we were at this party and a big fight broke out at the party. I engaged in the fight. Three days later, the Hillsborough County Sheriff's Department showed up at my parents' home with a warrant for my arrest. One of the teens that I had hit during that Friday night fight had slipped into a coma. And at that moment, it was like the clock just stopped ticking in my life. My dad took me down. He turned me into the county jail. I was 17 years old at the time. And they revoked my bond, Brad, because they didn't know if this young man was going to live or die. So I couldn't even get out of jail. My parents couldn't even get me out. And here was my senior year in high school. Life was going on for all my friends, everybody else. And I was sitting in a jail cell just wondering what was going to happen. And another young man was in a hospital in a coma, basically fighting for his life. You know, um, I called home after probably about 90 days, roughly in there, three months, something like that. And my mom answered the phone uh, crying, told me that, that he had come out of the coma and that he was going to live. You know, when I speak at our high schools and our middle schools and our colleges and I talk to our youth, I always try to impart on them that when we make bad choices in life, there are almost always bad consequences that come along with those choices. And for me, those were going to be great. 
Um, and for the young man that I hit, those consequences were going to be great as well. Long story short, they sentenced me at 17 years old to 10 years in Florida State Prison. And life as I had known it took a drastic, drastic turn. Nothing in life had prepared me for the world that I was about to enter. Nothing my parents had taught me growing up. Nothing my coaches or teachers had taught me throughout the years would prepare me for the world that I was uh, being sent to. I got sent to one of the worst prisons in the state of Florida at the time. The gang violence was daily, riots weekly, fought for my life on numerous occasions, watched people beat to death, stabbed to death right in front of me. You know, it was a far cry from Carrollwood where I had grown up. And it was about a year into my incarceration, Brad, and it was lights out time and that steel door slammed shut on that prison cell. And there I was sitting in the pitch darkness, um, contemplating suicide, feeling like my life was over. Everything I'd hoped for, dreamed for, worked for was gone. I was one year into a 10 year sentence that that year had been hell. I didn't think I was going to survive the next nine years. And I came to a crossroads that night in my life because the emotions consumed me to the point that it just literally brought me to my knees. And in that moment, I felt like my life had no meaning. It had no purpose and that there was no light at the end of the tunnel. And as I sat there, crouched down in the corner of that cell, crying like a baby, thinking about taking my own life, I remembered something that my grandfather had told me when I was about 10 years old. He said to me, son, just promise me one thing. And I said, yeah, granddaddy, what is it? He said, if you're ever at your darkest moment in life and your back's against the wall, and you don't feel like you have any way out, just drop to your knees immediately and cry out for God. Brad, I was there, bro. You know, I didn't come on here today with you to preach, man, but uh, I don't apologize uh, for it either. You know, I was in the darkest moment of my life, back against the wall, no way out. So I took my granddad's advice and spun around on my knees and laid my face on that cold, hard, dirty concrete prison floor and cried like I'd never cried before in my life. And that night created a major shift. That was a game changer. You see, it wasn't the night on the beach that changed the course of my life forever. It was literally that night in that cell that was an absolute defining moment for me. And I knew in that moment that my life did have a meaning and it did have purpose. I had no idea what it was going to be, but I knew that if I was going to go and fulfill whatever that purpose was, that I needed to develop from the inside out. So I began to eat, drink, sleep. Every ounce of self-development material I could get my hands on, I had no idea that I'd be an international speaker. I had no idea that I would be using it uh, to coach high-level executives and entrepreneurs and uh, speakers and coaches as well. I just uh, wanted to get better from the inside out. I ended up doing about seven years on that 10-year sentence. Got out at 24 years old, went in at 17, got out at 24, and began a whole nother journey of growth. After that, did some really cool things uh, in the corporate world, got laid off in 08, really started searching for my purpose. And ultimately, God led me uh, to this purpose of mine to be out speaking, motivating, inspiring, coaching, etc. So I know that's a, a longer, it's a, it's a short version of the very long story, obviously. Well, but, that's, uh, that's awesome, yeah. though. And, and you talk about yeah. finding your purpose. You know, and, and you've inspired me real quick before we go into finding your purpose. You've inspired me a lot by that story because you didn't give up. 
you know, and that's one of those things. It's like, when I first heard you tell that story, obviously I have, and that's why I wanted you to start out the podcast by sharing that is because a lot of people, you know, decisions are so important in life. And I know you, you mentioned that as well too, about how important the decisions we make are, but sometimes we're going to make the wrong decisions. So figuring out how to adapt and overcome and, and really, you know, figure out what our purpose is. Right. So, you know, and, and I, I, I love that, you know, despite all the bad things that happened to you, you didn't give up right. and you're doing great things and you found God. I mean, there, there's different things, you know, you, you prayed, and, you know, I'm not afraid to say that I believe in God either. I mean, some people know that about me and you know that you got to trust God sometimes. Um, and it's just, it's one of those things, man. I, I really, I, I love that you shared that. My, my question for you that I want to really share with my listeners that are listening to this, people might be thinking is how does someone find their purpose? Well, Brad, I'm glad you asked that, honestly, because, you know, you said something a, a second ago, and I want to touch base on it. You know, you said, Steve, I, you know, uh, you inspire me because you went through all that and you, and you didn't give up. And Brad, there's a very important thing here. A lot of people didn't give up, but aren't succeeding in life. They're not fulfilling uh, uh, they're not full of joy and peace and purpose, okay? There's a lot of people out there that went through a lot of stuff, didn't give up, but still aren't playing at the level that they could play at, still aren't living their best life and leaving uh, a legacy behind. So giving up is a, uh, not giving up is a good thing, but it's bigger than not giving up. It's actually doing something with that second lease on life that you have. It's, it's doing something with, with what you gain through those experiences. It's actually taking it to the next level in that way. You know, when it comes to purpose, man, um, you know, I got out of prison. I went into corporate America. I started having a lot of success there. I was making six plus figures a year and, and thought I was rich. And then in 2008, I got laid off and reality hit. And there I was, ex-convict, no college education, trying to find my way, trying to figure it out, and literally lost everything, bro. And, you know, it was, it was kind of a wake-up call for me because in that situation, I had put my destiny in somebody else's hands. Like, I wasn't in, really in control of my own destiny. I wasn't calling the shots at where I was going and what I was doing with my life because I was working, I was working a job and I was climbing that corporate ladder and I, but I wasn't in control of that destiny because somebody else was just able to say, Hey, sorry, man, you know, we're, uh, we're, we're letting you go. Right. And there was nothing obviously I could do about it. Um, that situation put me on a mission to really start asking, okay, what is it that I'm supposed to be doing? If obviously this situation isn't working out for me, then what am I supposed to be doing? What am I supposed to be using my gifts and talents for? What am I supposed to be using my experience for? You know, and I'll go back to my faith, man, because, you know, obviously if you're going to believe in purpose, then you have to believe that purpose comes from somewhere. You can't believe that your life has a purpose and not believe that that purpose was given to you by God, right? Like, so where did it come from? Where did your purpose come from if it wasn't bestowed upon you? So that's one big key thing. So in my faith, I began to pray, you know, okay, you gave me this purpose. You have this purpose for my life. 
I want to know what it is. Will you reveal it to me, please? You know, and honestly, Brad, what started to happen, man, is things started to come at me. These clues started to come at me from all different directions. And all of the clues led me back to this one thing. And the answer I received was that, you know, if life is our school getting us prepared for our purpose, if our experiences, the good, the bad, the ugly, all of them are getting us prepared for our purpose, then obviously the clues towards our purpose are there in our life. So as I looked back, it all led me back to this ability to go out and speak and inspire and influence people. And so when I began to see that, I, I still wasn't convinced, right? I'm like, okay, am I making this up in my head? Is this, uh, is this, um, um, is this my own, uh, me leaning into my own understanding? Do I have a desire to speak? Is that maybe why I, I, I'm feeling this way? And so again, I went back to prayer. I said, God, you know, listen, if, if, if I'm supposed to be out speaking, make it crystal clear for me without a shadow of a doubt. And it wasn't long after that, literally that same week, um, somebody reached out to me. I got featured in a magazine. And when my story went into the magazine, all of a sudden my email, phone, everything started blowing up. People want me to come speak here, keynotes at leadership conferences, speaking at schools, speaking at um, a nonprofit organization, you name it, bro. It was just all coming to me at once. And for me, that was the clarity um, that I needed. And when you're up on stage, you know, for me, I feel like I'm where I'm supposed to be doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Like I literally feel like, and know I'm fulfilling my purpose. So to answer your question, bro, I believe that your life, your experiences, the good, the bad, the ugly, everything has been preparing you for your purpose. And if you seek that purpose out, what a great place to start is to look at your own life. One, it's going to be something that you're absolutely passionate about because you can't go out and do it well if you, if you don't have a passion for it. And secondly, it's going to be, I believe, something that is related to your life experience in some way, shape or form. That's, that's an awesome answer. That, that really is an awesome answer because there, you know, everyone's obviously going to be different. And that's why I wanted to ask you that too. And, you know, for, if you're listening to this right now and you're thinking like, what is my purpose? Think about one of the things you're saying is those little clues that you start to pick up on. And it, I mean, there's just everything in life is going to lead to it. And then if you, you find what you're passionate about too, we're all right. passionate about different things and, and, and there is, there's, there's definitely a purpose for every single one of you guys. And you have to believe that too. If you don't think there's a purpose, there is, you just have to find it. Right. So what are you most grateful for right now? God's grace. Um, you know, obviously I've worked hard, bro, but uh, I don't deserve to be where I'm at in life, to have the things that I have in life. And I say that, um, I say that because if it wasn't for God's grace, I don't, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now. And I know that without a shadow of a doubt. So what I am the most thankful for right now is God's grace, hands down. 
That's awesome, man. I, I gotta say that that's, that's probably one of the, that's, that's for me too. Uh, you know, I got, God's always been there for me and, you know, and, and really it's funny because I don't always go into that too much. My podcast, a lot of people listen to it, you know, and some people believe different things, but you know, I really believe that, you know, even if you don't believe in, in God and Jesus, like there, there is something higher that you guys got to think about, you know, you weren't just given all this stuff and all these things for a reason. And I don't even get too much into it on my podcast, but I want you guys to think about it. You guys know I'm a Christian and um, just that's a big thing. And, and really God's grace is so important. Um, Steve, another thing, you know, you're a speaker. And you're on stage. I, I mean, I've seen you. I haven't actually seen you speak in person yet by the time this podcast is out. I'm sure I will eventually. Uh-huh. Uh, but I've heard you speak on podcasts, and obviously you're on my podcast now, and I've seen you do some things. Uh, what are some tips for people that might want to get into speaking uh, and, and really want to get up there on stage? What are some things that you think are important? Okay, well, first would be to define your message. You know, what is, what is your overall message going to be? What is that foundation going to be for when you go out and speak? You know, for me, it's the ability to influence. Uh, I've built my whole foundation of my speaking around that message of influence. You know, that our success in business and life is going to greatly depend upon our ability to influence others in a positive way. And that's the foundation that that I speak from. Now I can spawn off on a lot of different topics, uh, but that are still related to that ability to influence. Um, so that's my core message. And when we talk about getting out and speaking and we're doing it full time or doing it at a higher level, ultimately we need to have our message. So the way that I help my coaching clients really figure out what that message is, is I always ask them this. If I was to put you on stage today, If I was to put you on stage today in front of your friends, your family, a bunch of strangers just for good measure, and I said, hey, Brad, you have five minutes to speak. And when you're done, you're going to take your last breath. It's over. So you have this one message to share with everybody that you care about. And obviously this message you want to bestow upon the people that you don't even know personally, what would that message be? What would you talk about? What would be that one thing that you would want to get across to that audience before you left? And if you take that approach and you really sit down and do some soul searching and search your heart to figure out what that message is, that's going to be one of the core messages that's going to carry your speaking to the next level. One of the other tips that I would give is after you've created that message, you know, obviously you need to fine tune it. You need to get a coach or a mentor in your life that has done it. Somebody that is successfully out speaking, getting paid to do it, impacting lives, et cetera. If that's your desire, if you want to make money from it, if you want to impact lives, get somebody that is actually out there doing it that has gone through all the headaches and hiccups and and done things the wrong way and figured it out, hire that person, invest in you and hire that person to show you how to do it, to to, to, uh, shorten that learning curve. And then the last tip I would give is this, is make your desires be known. 
if you have a desire to get out and speak more and to share your story or to speak on a specific topic, let it be known. Let it be known. Share with everybody that you can whenever you can that you have a desire to go out and speak, that this is what you want to speak about and you want to go out and speak. And what will happen is, is people will begin to open doors for you to come and do just that, to share your message, to speak. But you have to let it be, you've got to send it out there and let everybody know what your desire is. And people will start to open doors to help you fulfill that desire. That, that was all of those answers were great. And even like that last one, you know, it's funny, my, my lock screen on my Apple watch actually says, you'll inspire some and annoy others do it anyways. <laughs> and uh, I remember when I read that the first time I was like, you know, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> because I remember when I started my podcast, when I started the first get out there and, you know, and speak to different people, you know, some people were like, well, who do you think you are? You know, and, and I know that some people that are, are that get into personal development, they've probably all heard that at some point in their life. Like, yeah. well, who do you think you are getting up here? And, you know, I remember seeing that it's like, you'll inspire some and annoy others do it anyways. Get your right. message out there. Let it known what your desire are. And, you know, you mentioned hiring a coach too. Uh, a lot of people feel like they know it all. They don't need a coach. Coaches are important. Now that doesn't mean to just hire any coach. You want to look for somebody that is somebody you necessarily might want to be like, or you know that they are somebody that um, really will help you get to where you want to go. There's a lot of different coaches. I have a few different coaches, you know, and uh, sometimes right. I have conversations with people. It's not a good fit. Sometimes it is, but right. I always think having a coach, I mean, you look at all the famous athletes and that's what everybody always says when they're talking about coaching, but right. Tom Brady has a coach. All of these people have coaches. So, you know, I, all of that stuff, man. And then really just getting your story. And, and that one thing you said right there too, is that last, like if you had five minutes, what would you say? That's powerful because you're not just getting up there talking about anything to just let time go by. It's like you're up on that stage and you're thinking about what message would you want to get across, provide the most value, whatever it is. It's powerful, man. I, I want all of you guys to ask yourself that question. Think about it in your head. Maybe you're not about to go up on stage. Or maybe you don't want to be a speaker at all, but what's a message you want to get across to somebody if you had that last five minutes? Yeah. Good stuff, Powerful. man. Yeah, man. Powerful. Powerful. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I know you also wrote a book too. It's, it's uh, yeah. from prison to purpose, right? Which yeah, uh, probably be the name of this podcast from prison to purpose. I like that <laughs> name, and, and it yeah. goes well with your story. What um, you know, what what when you what went through your mind when you wrote that book? Like when you're about to write it, what, uh, tell a little bit about that. Well, you know, it's funny, man, because I had no intentions of writing a book, bro. Like I, you know, I started out sharing my story. I started out being a speaker and I absolutely had no intentions of writing a book. You know, I used to think like a lot of people out there think I used to think that uh, in order to become a published author, you had to go lock yourself in a cabin in the mountains for six months and grow a long beard and and become uh, become recluse to be able to sit down and write a book. And it's really just not the case, you know, but I had that mindset. And what happened was a lot of people kept coming to me and saying, when are you going to write a book? When are you going to write a book? When are you going to write a book? And I'm like, I'm not writing a book. What are you talking about? Right. And so I just kept blowing it off and blowing it off and blowing it off. But the message just kept coming. And obviously I realized that 
I was being told you need to write a book. So that's when I sat down and started writing the book. And I just wanted to share my story, just like I do when I go out and speak. I wanted to share my story, but, but more importantly, I wanted to share in that book the process that I went through to find my purpose. And my hope in doing that in the book is that somebody else would be able to take the things that I applied in my life to figure out what my purpose was, and they could take that same thing, those same steps, and, and apply them to their own life to possibly find what their purpose is. So that was what was going through my head when I wrote the book. I had no idea, Brad, that it was going to impact the amount of lives that it has over the years. I mean, I get letters all the time, emails from people from all walks of life, all over the country, different countries, um, reaching out to me just saying, your book just impacted my life in a major, major way. So one of the things that I teach all of my coaching clients, you know, if, if somebody coaches with me, they're writing a book because I know that the impact that it had in my life, the doors that it opened and the impact that it's had on so many other lives. So I require every single one of my coaching clients to write a book. They will be become a published author if they work with me, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. So yeah, man, but that was the, that was the thought process behind the book, man. I fought it tooth and nail, uh, but eventually gave in and was obedient and uh it's been it's been a it's been an absolute blessing to have that book out there you, you figured out it was part of your purpose man that's you it know? man that's that's awesome that is awesome yeah. what's your favorite book uh my favorite book is the 21 indispensable qualities of a leader by john maxwell definitely one of my favorite books i think that anybody that's in a leadership position should read that book um, all the characteristics that a leader needs to have right there. Yeah, right I saw there. him speak in person. And uh, that was actually the first time I ever really heard of John Maxwell was when I saw him speak in person. Uh, yeah. And I was 18. And my dad was like, Oh, John Maxwell is awesome. You know, and John Maxwell went out and spoke and it, he, he's got some great things on leadership. If you guys yeah. are, and, and it's really good to learn about leadership. Yeah. Um, so Steve, where can people find you at? Uh, at Steve Hopper Speaks on social media, uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, I believe even LinkedIn is at Steve Hopper Speaks. But uh, yeah, definitely at Steve Hopper Speaks. And I do most of my stuff on Facebook. I love being on Facebook. Um, so definitely a great place to connect with me. And uh, we'd just love to love to connect. Awesome. Sure. Yeah. And if you, if you want him to be your coach, I know he's a great guy. He coaches actually <laughs> a, a friend of mine that introduced us. So uh, if you guys, anybody's interested in, in getting coached by this guy or getting on stage or, you know, even making money from being on stage, Steve's the guy to talk to, reach out to him, learn from him, check out his book and uh, even go more into his story because, you know, I, obviously we didn't want to go too deep into it because right. you know, it is on the podcast and we'd probably, this would be a way longer episode if we did, sure, right. but go, go check him out, look into his story, check out, I think you have a podcast of your own too, don't you? Yeah. It's called uh, the ability to influence. Ability to influence. Yeah, exactly. We're, yep. I'm in your Facebook group too. Yeah. Go check yeah. out his, his, everything that he does, his podcast, all kinds of stuff. Guys, be great. Let's keep winning. You'll hear from me soon.